and if you haven't been with us, um, then we've been looking at this whole reality of kingdom love and this kingdom love that, that God wants expressed firstly to himself, then to one another, and then to um, people who do not yet know him. And we've talked about how this, this kingdom love is selfless and sacrificial. You like that, LJ? We had this awesome uh, discussion at Life Group on, on Wednesday night. And uh, Ingrid was sharing uh, just, you know, some of the things that she's contending for. And, and this love, you know, she's talking about this love and, and wanting to come more and more into it. And she was saying, you know, it's, it's wrapped up in, in, in the sacrifice. It's wrapped up in sacrificial and a, and a surrendering. It's an abandoning type of love. And, you know, I said last week that it, that it, it, it endures all things. It perseveres. It believes all things. It's always hoping in a greater reality and a greater outcome. Um, and that was out of 1 Corinthians 13. And I shared how that we looked at a passage where we looked at Balaam and uh, the donkey. Balaam and his donkey and how that um, more was being expressed than just a story about a king, a prophet, and a donkey. And so if you weren't with us, can I encourage you to go and have a listen to that message last week? So it'll give you, help give you context for this morning. Um, but there's more going on, and I shared how the donkey and Balaam represent the church today. They've represented the church for centuries. There's a typology, there's a picture of the expression of God's people on earth. And um, I believe what we're seeing in the donkey's behavior is what the Bible describes as the manifold wisdom, the very nature, the value system of God being expressed on the earth that the heavenly realm are waiting for the church to come into. That the heavenly realm is waiting for the sons of God to appropriate something. The creation is groaning, waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. For the manifold wisdom of God, the love, the very nature of God himself being expressed, which is love, on the earth through you and I. And how many know that is completely possible? At least the lamb does. <laughs> that is completely possible. He's given us everything we need to appropriate that love. Yeah? That's the most incredible, awesome privilege that God bestows on a person to say, would you live for me? And would you express my love to the earth that the earth would know that I was sent for them? That is, I think, probably the greatest privilege any human being can live out on the earth is to live for, the, for, for God and to have His glory expressed through you. Because as we do that, guess what's happening to you and I? we are being absolutely, completely transformed from glory to glory to glory to glory, being made ready for the most incredible wedding that would make Hollywood look like a farce. Yeah? So, I want to continue to look at this passage of the donkey Balaam and ask some questions. Uh, I'm trying to develop this whole thing of the shed of asking questions rather than talking a lot. 
So I'm going to ask about four or five questions. And the first question I want to ask is, is what enabled and empowered the donkey to live sacrificially and selflessly? What was on the inside of the donkey that empowers and enables the donkey to love Balaam sacrificially and selflessly? So come and meet in Numbers 22. And uh, we're going to start at 22. So Numbers 22, verses 22. So I want you to think about that question as we're reading this. You see, what enabled and empowered the donkey? Because there was something in the donkey that enables the donkey to live and to act the way it did. Because if someone was kipping, kicking the living out of you, you think you'd love them back. Or would you respond to give them a kick back? You see, when pressure's applied, you see what's within the heart. When pressure's applied, the heart gets exposed for what's in it. And the Bible says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth acts. So the donkey has something incredible on the inside of her for her to be able to continue to move forward and not actually retaliate at Balaam, but love on Balaam. It's kingdom love. It's the love that Jesus modeled. So here we go, 22, 22. But God was angry because he was going and the angel of the Lord stood, took his stand in the way as an adversary against him, him being Balaam. Now he was riding on his donkey and his two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand, the donkey turned off from the way and went into the field. But Balaam struck the donkey to turn her back into the way. Verse 24. Then the angel of the Lord stood on a narrow path of the vineyards with a wall on this side and a wall on that side. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pressed herself to the wall and pressed Balaam's foot against the wall so he struck her again. Pretty rough being the donkey here. The angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn to the right hand or the left. I love how God aids the process at times, don't you? I'm so glad he did that for me in my own life. <laughs> Let's narrow this down so you're going to be confronted with something. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she laid down under Balaam. So Balaam was angry and struck the donkey with a stick. And the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey. And she said to Balaam, what have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? Then Balaam said to the donkey, because you have made a mockery of me. It's funny what's being exposed about here, isn't it? See, pride arrogance, things don't go your way. Look what comes out. You made a mockery of me, so I'm going to kick you. Interesting. I would have killed you by now. The donkey said to Balaam, and this is fascinating, am I not your donkey in which you have ridden all your life to this day? Have I ever been accustomed to do so to you? And he said, no. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand and he bowed all the way to the ground. The angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have, I have come out 
as an adversary because your ways were contrary to me. But the donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, I surely I would have surely killed you just now and let her live. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned for I did not know that you were standing in the way against me. Now I want to draw our attention here to verse 23, verse 25, verse 27 and verse 33 because there is a statement in each of those passages that is repeated four times. If you bring um, that up, Mike, that would be great for me. Verse 23, let's read it together. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way. Verse 25, when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pressed herself to the wall and pressed Balaam's foot against the wall. 27, when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam. And the last one, but the donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. What do you notice about these four passages? Come on, bold, bold. Yeah, the donkey saw the Lord. How come the prophet didn't? He's a prophet. They hear from the Lord. I don't know about they see from the Lord. (laughs) The donkey sees the Lord, but the prophet doesn't see the Lord. What's going on in the donkey that's maybe not in the prophet? And I think what's interesting is the response of the prophet reveals something about the heart of the prophet in this situation. That may be blocking a reality that's actually right in front of him that he can't see, but the donkey can see. Crying out loud, a donkey. You know, the beautiful aspect of a donkey is they're simple. They actually can be long-suffering, steadfast. They're not flashy like a racehorse. They don't have the muscles like a racehorse. They don't run as fast as a racehorse, but you know what they are? They're steadfast. They're simple. Now, we know there's those other aspects that we talked about last week. They're stiff-necked at the same time. But you know what? What was in this donkey's heart? Because sight comes from the heart, not the physical. I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened to the knowledge of the Christ, is what Paul prayed. So right in front of the prophet is the Lord, the angel of the Lord, and he can't see it. But the donkey can. Our ability to see God plays a significant role in the choices and decisions we make with our lives. What empowers and enables the donkey to model a selfless and sacrificial kingdom of love is its ability to see God. Jacob put it this way. Surely God was right here in this place, but I had no clue. Man, that has been my reality so many times. You think you know something and then God turns up or someone else turns up and creates another, brings another reality and boof, whoa, what's that? You see, he had to have a dream, 
had to have a prophetic utterance, a revelation for Jacob to realize that God was right here. Arise and shine because the light's come. Enter into what's already in front of you. Stop waiting and praying for something that has already arrived. What we need to do is grab hold of his word, his spirit, one another, and together move forward like an all-back scrum and push into the kingdom. Because the Bible says the kingdom is advancing, never going backwards. It's not waiting and sitting. It just continually moves forward. See, this donkey, again, is seeing a reality that Balaam isn't. Verse 33 and 34. But the donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, I would surely have killed you just now and let her live. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned for I did not know. That's interesting, isn't it? He sinned because he did not know. See how important sight is? See how important revelation of the heart of the Holy Spirit is? Why the Holy Spirit must build the church and not man? Because you can end up in places that you shouldn't be going sinning because we cannot see a greater reality that actually is right in front of us. Hence, we've got to walk together. We've got to do this by the Spirit. We must encourage one and come into the reality and the greater reality of truth. But to do that, do you know what we must have? Kingdom love in our hearts. Because if it's not, we will not do it. Because pride, arrogance, ego, my way will take over. That's why I'm going to over-communicate for a while this reality. Because if I don't and if we won't, we won't come into and we won't be the church that God wants us to be. Because man's second opinions, my way, what I think, what you think, will determine what the rock becomes, not the Holy Spirit. Humility and honor for one another and love and unity and one mind and one spirit will determine it. Who wants to be part of that community? Why again? Because you know who's going to be transformed if we enter into that? You and I, who are going to know that God was sent for them? The world. Who comes alive into freedom when that happens? It's awesome, isn't it? It's so back to front in the world. That's what I love about it. It's so countercultural. Everything is tipped upside down in the world's culture to the kingdom culture. And so when we come into the kingdom culture, you know what God's going to do? He's going to tip you upside down. He's going to spin you around a few times, spin you back the other times, turn you up on your head, flip you back. I can see the angel. Who wants to see an angel? Meaning the Lord. Who wants to see God? Not once every year, every day. Have communication with Him every day. Come into every day what He has. Be used by Him to see people come to Christ, to see disciples raised that will actually go into and into their own nation and nations and see His kingdom reality come in all preparation for a much greater role called in the kingdom of heaven and after that, being married to a groom. Well, actually, it's before that. So. You sign up for that one? 
That's what I want to lay my life down for. But let's just bring it back to reality now. Love. What's the greatest commandment? Love. See, it won't be how great we are with our prophetic gifts. It won't be how great we are in uh, my heart with all these amazing things happening. It'll be a decision to put on and to live in love. Because I read a Bible where all that happens and the heart's not changed. You can actually experience all those things be the same person and never be transformed. Now, at the same time, you can experience all those things and be transformed. That's where the enemy gets in there and he brings all that deception. See, because one's not wrong and one's not right. It's the combination of both intertwined through him that's the authentic posture in him. But I bet you, but that's, I don't think you can get there on your own. I don't believe you can walk in that posture on your own. We try to. I've tried to. But God's never built it that way. He makes us all out of balance to a degree. So we have to do this again. Oh, I think he said, I pray that they would be one, Father. So let's put these different giftings and these different expressions in play. So they have to love one another and come together to be that one. Otherwise, there are going to be all these multiple expressions of you called 30,000 denominations on the earth. And there's not much oneness in it. In fact, there's more division than oneness in it. But, but, love me. Love one another from that love. And then go love the world. And the donkey could see something. So I had asked this question, why is it that the donkey can see but the prophet can't? I shared this last week, you see. Balaam was going in the name of the Lord. I don't think he was going in the will of the Lord. And you can read that passage and get a little bit confused because you see him say, don't go. Then God says, oh, well, go. But then I'm going to come against you. And I just think what's being outplayed here is God is looking for obedience. God is actually giving Balaam the choice to obey him. You see, what does God say first off? He says, do not go. Do not go. Do not curse these people. They are of me. Then the money aspect comes into it. Well, we better send these more important people. Throw a bit more coin. See if we can actually entice them a little bit. Now I'm going to play with this a little bit. Oh, really? I should go back to God and see if... um, See if it's okay to go now. Oh, well. I don't know. I just want to put that out there. Is God looking for something? Is God actually creating an opportunity in Balaam's heart for obedience? Because if you go, you better just say that. Oh, another opportunity. But you know what? I'd rather you not. So I'm going to come against you now. Interesting, isn't it? It's challenging. It's challenging me. See, there is something about persisting and doing our own thing, what I think is right, that can harden my heart and block my ability to see God and his ways. Balaam was intent on doing his own thing. 
I tell you, it was just as well that the donkey had a culture in its heart of love for his sake. Because he would have been... Come with me to Matthew 16, 21, 23. And I want to just show you a, another expression of this being outworked. Matthew 16, 21. 23. I'm falling in love with donkeys. <laughs> they are the coolest animal. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord. This shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind, your mind, on God's interests, but your own, but man's. And we see that Peter doesn't even change. So Peter gets rebuked by the Lord. I love this about Peter on one aspect, but at the same time, I think, what an idiot. <laughs> He's got so much of him in it. And I actually think God loves that to a measure. Now, here what I'm trying to say, that, that rawness and, ooh, I want to live for you and I want to do this, that not defined by God is dangerous. But that defined by Jesus is awesome. That's what Paul had. And see, so and expressed it in an unrenewed way, it was negative for the kingdom. But in a renewed way, it was powerful. And though, although Jesus rebukes Peter, his heart doesn't change. Because later on, we see him modeling the same thing again. When he says, I need to go and I'm going to die. Like, oh, you can't. I'm going to come with you. He's again in opposition because his heart is being exposed. And then he falls away anyway. It's the same thing. You see, there's a work that the Holy Spirit is doing and wants to do in our hearts that we actually come into this reality where we move into this kingdom culture. And so love is expressed through us. Here's another question. And, and once again, why didn't Balaam stop and ask the donkey why she turned off the path? The donkey has been with Balaam all his life. They got great relationships. You hope, you think, you maybe read it and you go, have I? The donkey says, have I ever done this to you before? Is there a history? Have I messed up before? What does Balaam say? No. Wouldn't you think Balaam would have gone, okay, I know this donkey. The donkey has carried me on her back all this time. She's acting a little bit different than the way she normally does. 
Hey donkey, why did you turn off the path? Because you're acting a little bit out of behaviour. Does Balaam do that? No. Whack! Now get in that pathway. Whack! Get on that pathway. Whack! Gee, you're lucky I didn't have a sword or I'd take your head off. I don't get that, but I do get that. What is being exposed right there? Balaam's heart. What did the donkey do? He said, the donkey can see the Lord. Sight empowers actions. Action determines choices. And choices determine your lifestyle. The donkey can see. It has love for Balaam. I believe love for the Lord. And there's a healthy fear of the Lord aspect to this passage, I believe, here being manifested as well. And the donkey is submitted, actually, firstly to the Lord. What's the great commandment? Love who first? You want to love others, you've got to love him. You're going to love others, you've got to allow him to define what love is. You've got to come to know him. Not just know about him, not just know a book. Know him, love others, walk together. The donkey is incredible. It's our ability to see God, the true knowledge of who he is, that empowers and enables the sacrificial and selfless kingdom love to be produced. That's why Matthew 16, 18, if there's one scripture that I would ask you to go and ask for revelation on, it's Matthew 16, 18. On the revelation of Jesus Christ, the church, God's people, will be built. God is building you and I. He's not building buildings. He's not building sound systems. He's not building anything external. He's building his people. On the revelation, on the revealing, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, who is love? It's a question. Who is love? God. Is Jesus God? Yes. On the revelation of love, you and I will be built. For those who are forgiven much, they love much. If you want to live and love others, you need a revelation of the love of the Father for you. See, it's that that empowers one person's ability to love sacrificially and love selflessly. We need something bigger on the inside of us than us. What is the biggest within you will determine how you live. Won't it? You see, God is building a kingdom culture. And depending on that kingdom culture, that's why it's a whole journey of life. It doesn't just happen in a day. There are some things that the church needs to do. It needs to pray. It needs to read and understand its word, the living word. It needs to walk together. 
it needs to place itself in environments where growth like the glass house can happen. Otherwise, the church won't become the church that the Bible speaks of. Although there will be, I believe, by faith an expression of it because there are people appropriating it through the work of the Holy Spirit. And what you're seeing here is a beautiful picture, I believe, once again, just my opinion, of the bride of Christ being expressed on the earth and maybe just the saved person. The donkey, meaning the bride, Balaam being the church. It's easy to be saved. It's easy to pray a prayer. It's easy to thank you, Lord, for saving me and stay in that place. It's another thing to actually allow that to take what's happened and then express it. That's just part one. This is part one and two. This is two parts. I am blessed to be a blessing. I'm not just blessed to be blessed because there is work of the Spirit that is being done. God's glory wants to shine. God, God wants everyone to know Him. They may not know Him, but His heart is no one would perish. And so what you're seeing in this beautiful picture is the expression of someone. God gives it to in a form of a donkey to make a point who's actually allowing this work to happen. And when the external pressure is applied, what is within comes forth. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Listen to what Matthew 10, 28 says, Do not fear those who kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Colossians 3, 23 to 24, Whatever you do, I love that word, whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather, for, rather than for men. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of inheritance, it is the Lord Christ whom you serve. The donkey again had sight of the Lord. He could see. That then appropriated in an action because that was real. That wasn't just, that was a reality to the donkey. Appropriated that in an action that someone else actually got to experience and it saved his life. It sounds like Jesus living in perfection, looks down because of love, doesn't just give words but acts and comes to earth is then killed for you and I. And what is behind it? Love. And a love that we receive when we invite Him in and then is formed as we go on this journey of following Him. You know what's amazing after the whole Peter thing? You know, you're not setting your mind on man, sorry, on God, you're sitting on man. Is when Jesus then goes, if you want to follow me, you've got to deny yourself. You're going to live this out. This love, but this love is so incredible. It's possible. It's in you and I. We've all experienced it to some degree, to some revelation. So let's keep walking together. Let's keep loving on one another. Let's do it. And let's see it become more and more and more and more and a 
innate response like the donkeys which just pours out of us and out of us. So no matter what you're faced as you go along, you know what? You don't worry about that. You don't get stressed because love just comes forth. Joy just comes forth. Peace just comes forth. There's freedom. There's wholeness because we're actually modeling something that the donkey understood and modeled. And I'll come back to my point again at the start. Who is the beneficiary of that? Now, you don't do it because of that. You do it because you love him. But it's a byproduct. So God is glorified. You come alive and a world will know that God was sent for them. See, this is what I'm learning is that my focus determines my interests. What I focus on will determine my interests. See, our ability to see God for who He is, not who we think He is, but who He is, that produces in us a right focus which produces correct results. And I'm personally, and I know Daniela is committed to, to, to being here and to want to see this kingdom built here at the Rock. To be known in the city for who we are. Firstly, not what we do, who we are. The very nature of those people is love, generosity. It's being and then you'll go do some things. It's not doing and then going doing some things. It's a culture within you that God is forming, which I think is the most incredible thing that you can actually enter into. I'm not going to lie, we all know it's not easy. And there'll be trials and there'll be tribulations. And there is someone called an adversary who God has put in the game and he will play his part. But, once again, but, such a good word, eh? But, love me, love one another, walk together, and watch your lives transform. 